going what on. What hole do you really start to feel it? So four. here's, again, four. <laughs> four. Here's, here's my problem, Eric. I'm a sicko. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. At 612 this morning, boy, you really have to care about the kids in your community to commit election fraud in order to serve on the school board. (laughs) Must have been the motivation here. From the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel this morning, a now former Heartland Lakeside School Board member charged with election fraud in the spring 2022 election. John Harder is his name, won the seat in 22, resigned without explanation earlier this month. Here is the explanation. They rung him up on three misdemeanors, according to the paper. Could get up to six months in prison, more likely just a hefty fine. So what did he do? He juiced the ballot box? Did he... Stuff it with extra ballots? Right. Did he... Vote more than once? No. According to authorities, he didn't actually live in the Heartland Lakeside School District. Oh, here we go. So he couldn't run for the seat, but he ran for it anyway. Heartland Lakeside, so if you know that area, like Heartland Arrowhead is the high school. Yep. And Lakeside is like a feeder district, so it's its own district, two elementaries and one middle school in that district. And, again, it's, the guy's name is John Harder. If the name is familiar, he made news this past fall for using the term colored students at a meeting. And that was covered on the news. His old man is on the school board as well, Tom Harder. So we had two Harders on the school board until the younger resigned. Uh, and that's actually critical to this race because John Harder – claimed that he lived at his dad's address when, in fact, according to authorities, John Harder lives in Brookfield and visits his father at his childhood <laughs> home frequently, which just because that's where you grew up doesn't mean that's yeah. where you currently live. Can't do that. Or just because you spend the night on rare occasion doesn't mean you live there in terms of your voting address. And therefore, he couldn't run. So he's out. Sheriff's Office investigated, charges brought, John Harder due in court, Later this month, 614 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. After going into extra innings on Tuesday night, the Milwaukee Brewers have guaranteed themselves a winning road trip with some clutch help from Willie Adamas. Gilbert bringing home the pitch, and this is hit high and deep to right field. Back on it is Hernandez at the track. Tie ball game. Adamas with his fourth of the season, and it's four all here in Seattle. That Adamas homer there would tie the game in the sixth, and the Brewers would go to extras in Seattle. And thanks to an Adamas ground out to shortstop for a fielder's choice RBI, the Brewers would beat the Mariners by a final score of six to five. The, the Brewers would start Colin Ray. He did give him five innings of work. He surrendered four earned runs. But the story of the game was the bullpen, who came in at tough moments in the game, especially in the 10th and 11th inning. They gave the Brewers a chance and eventually the win. You know, they, they've been great, and if they could be better tonight, if there's a better word for that tonight, they were. Just a heck of a job. Um, a whole bunch of guys delivering big outs and tough innings and putting up zeros. Um, and they've been wonderful, and they were again tonight. Manager Craig Council there with some high praise for his bullpen, including Bryce Wilson, who threw two innings, allowing no earned runs late in the game for the win. So to recap, the Brewers winning in extra innings for their 13th win is the good news. The bad, however, rookie sensation Garrett Mitchell had to leave the game in the 10th inning after making it home 
uh, home throw to home plate. Yeah, I mean, it's a right shoulder issue, so we'll, you know, it, it's a situation. He'll, he'll fly back with us tomorrow, and then we'll have to get him checked out by the doctor. Yeah, I think he, he felt some, like this, the sublexing on the throw. The 13-5. and five Oh, yeah, the sublex, go. that's going to get you. You know what I mean? You ever had the sublex? <laughs> Not that I'm aware of. Probably. <laughs> it, it doesn't sound good. No, right. You don't want it's a, it's a, a little sublex. It's a big word. The 13-5. and five jump and grab will. you. They will go for the sweep today. <laughs> Later today with Eric Lauer slated to get the start. That first pitch is set for 310. Over to the NBA where the Milwaukee Bucks will look to rebound tonight in Game 2 and will likely have to do it without their two-time MVP, Giannis Adenokounmpo, who has been listed as doubtful on Tuesday's injury report. The Bucks they look to even the series tonight against Miami Heat. That tip-off is set for 8 p.m. over at Pfizer Forum. Why is ESPN's Gabe Neitzel in this here studio? He has something he wants to tell you about next. Six twenty-two on Wisconsin's morning news. We welcome in ESPN Milwaukee host Gabe Neitzel and Eric. You know, from time to time, we have various guests, of course, of course, yeah. and usually, if we know what we're going to talk about, and I'll say to the guest, um, "Yeah, just." If there's anything specific you want to make sure that I ask you about, can you just send over some information mm-hmm, so I'm an informed host and, details and I things. guide you? Yeah. And uh, that that opportunity was extended to our, that our teammate here, Gabe. That did not happen. <laughs> I apologize for that. That was I have, I have set you up for failure for this segment. We even friend. made eye contact yesterday. There oh, was a, I, I yeah, told I'll you it was going to happen, and then I got distracted by a couple of other things and completely forgot to send you the email of what we're talking about. So, so what normally I would do... T- talk about whatever you want to talk about, Vince. Is I would nudge the guests and, hey, still got to get me, but no, nah, I just figured I'd throw Gabe under the bus to start. <laughs> I do vaguely know we are discussing your upcoming fundraiser, 100 Holes of Golf. You and Greg Matzik are both doing it. Yeah, so uh, this is an event called The Ringer uh, that the Mac Fund has done. This is the sixth year that the Mac Fund has done it, and they basically have about 20 of us go out to the Bog Golf Course in eight days, and we're going to play 100 holes. So right now, uh, I'm raising money for this event. It's been such a tremendous event because they've had support of, of people like TaylorMade, the Bog. Um, so there's not a lot of overhead to run this event. This year, we're probably going to go over a million dollars for these six years and just 20 people in six years raised. Um, So a lot of that, so much of that, because there's so much little overhead, goes directly to the MAC Fund and directly to funding cancer research. Uh, In in the past, what I've done, because it started with an idea from Steve the Homer True when I was doing both the morning show and afternoon show over on ESPN Milwaukee, hey, it'd be funny if you like hosted every show. That'd be funny. Like, (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it would. would be. And then I figured a way to tie in the Mac Fund because it's a marathon day of golf, okay. 100 holes. I used to do every show on ESP Milwaukee for a day, but instead this year uh, we are doing an ESP Milwaukee Cares initiative. So we're instead of just being one day, we're celebrating the Mac Fund all week long. I hosted uh, Homer and Tony earlier this week, going to be on Scalzo and Brust tomorrow, filling in for Jason Wildey on Wildey and Tausch coming up on Friday. When are you doing Wisconsin's Afternoon News and play some Mercury? <laughs> <laughs> That's here's the thing. <laughs> yes. I am a clown. All right. I don't know if you've ever listened to the content we put out uh, between seven and nine Surely on ESPN Milwaukee. It's you guys have to deal with a lot more serious stuff, and I am not equipped at all to deal with that. Of course you are. <laughs> so, all right. The mission, and I, I'm glad you shared that. Uh, first, real quick, how can we help? Can people uh, text uh, text cares to eight hundred nine nine zero thirty seven seventy six? That's the ESPN Milwaukee talking text line. I think we're are we good on cares too, Gregor? Would that mean that they're contributing to Matzik's, and we don't want to help Matzik? 
Now they're going to be. I, I think it, it can go to both pools. Okay. I think there's either way. It's it's about yeah. the kids. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. And and trying to raise this because I foolishly said something stupid on the show probably about six months ago. Jen Latta, who I mean, tremendous athlete, right? Like she okay. is training now for a triathlon because she's an insane person. And I called her an insane <laughs> person for running like her twelfth half marathon or whatever last year. I said there was not enough money in the world to make me run a half marathon. So she had the idea of, oh, well, what if we raise money and then you can run a half marathon too? So if I get to thirteen thousand one hundred dollars raised, I will be running a half marathon this Ooh. summer. Oh, here we go. Yikes. Here we go. <laughs> hey, not for nothing, too. I have done 100 holes of golf fundraiser for First Tee, uh, sure. Southeast Wisconsin. Similar thing. That's a long day, man, and it's not really golf. <laughs> You're just flying. <laughs> right? You are just. I start out, I'm lining up shots. I'm like, ah, eight iron here. You know, I'm lining up putts. And then after a while, you're like, we got to go. <laughs> About the only time I will really kind of take some time is on a putt. If, if somebody pledges, they're going to be, oh, I'll donate X amount of dollars okay. per birdie. So if I've got a birdie putt, I'll maybe take the extra six seconds that I have in order to really evaluate what's going what on. What hole do you really start to feel it? So four. here's again four. <laughs> four. Here's here's my problem, Eric. I'm a sicko. All right. I have a problem. I love golf a lot. I know that. And in previous years when I've done this, because it's a shotgun start. So you might end your hundredth hole might be out in the middle of the golf course. And I go You played it in? Well, I mean the, the <laughs> holes are right there. They're in front of the events. Like what I'm seven who am I to say no to additional golf? The game that. demands it. Good for you. All right. Thanks for your work with the Mac Fund. A lot of us have supported yeah, that in various ways and we'll help you raise a whole bunch of money. All right. I appreciate you guys having me on and help spread the word about the ringer. Gabe Knightsel, ESPN Milwaukee. Done here on a Wednesday morning, 642 on Wisconsin's Morning News. We told you earlier they're going to launch that big old rocket on Thursday now, right? Mm-hmm. thought we were going to shoot for today, weren't we? Originally they had yeah. said a Wednesday, but now it's Thursday. This is the Elon Musk rocket, the, what do they call it, Starship, that they hope will take mm-hmm. people to the moon Biggest and to rocket Mars. of all time or something Of like all that. time. Very big, very heavy. Uh, Elon Musk also lowering expectations for that launch, basically saying as long as it doesn't blow up the pad, we're good. <laughs> right. So, And speaking of Elon... Well, I did say people are going to die. Got to get to it. You do have a Musk watch. Please. All right. So the Musk watch for today, Wednesday, April 19th, he's talking about aliens. Sweet. Musk was on Fox News, and he chatted about whether or not he thinks aliens are really around. And For sure he does, right? <laughs> he says no. What? Yeah. Um, a lot of people ask me, you know, <laughs> um, where are the aliens? And I, I think if, if anyone would know about aliens on Earth, it would probably be me. I would um, think. Yeah, I'm, you know, very familiar with space stuff. Um, and I've seen no evidence of aliens. So... I would I would immediately tweet you know tweet it out and it says let's hang it and they'll be like that'll be like well, all time probably a top tweet of all time <laughs> that one guys it's <laughs> <laughs> a jackpot <laughs> some eight billion likes you know he's um, bragging about the tweet that hasn't been made about aliens he hasn't if seen. if he were to somehow confirm alien life that that would be the top tweet yes, of all time yes so he's not saying no aliens anywhere he's, he's saying, saying uh, no, hadn't seen any he around. has seen no evidence okay of it. yes. 
But if he did, he'd tweet about it. It'd be like the most popular tweet of all time. <laughs> yeah, so that's your must-watch for today. At 6.52 on Wisconsin's Morning News, Milwaukee Fire and Police Commission tomorrow is set to vote on standardizing a system for releasing police body camera video to the public. A system that would require the department to release video footage of officer-involved deaths and other critical incidents within a certain time frame. We, the people, have the right to know what you are doing. That's TMJ4's Taylor Lumpkin there and one of the people who testified before the FPC earlier this month. What is the time frame they're considering? Police Department wants 45 days. FPC wants 15. Some members of the public demanding 48 hours. Former Milwaukee Police Lieutenant Dr. Ken Harris, 1017 The Truth, is with us this morning. First of all, Dr. Ken, I do support a standardization for how MPD ought to consider the release of body camera video. There ought to be guidelines, other sensitive information, but I don't think one size fits all, nor that the size is two weeks, much less two days. I think they need a a two-pronged approach, right? You need to let people know whether or not you're going to release it, and then after that, which can be done with the Fire and Police Commission, which might then take 200 days. (laughs) (laughs) Right, a highly efficient body. And then after that, you tell them when they're going to release it, then they have a time frame. But what we can't do is just say 48 hours. Think about the civil suit, right? Weeks, years, months down the road. Oh, I want to sue. And the problem is you can't find a decent juror because everybody's tainted because you released body cam footage two days before you even knew what the evidence was. It hasn't been presented to the DA. None of that. You can't do it. It's evidence. Once it becomes part of a uh, critical incident, it's evidence. It's not just some body cam you can show like like cell phone footage. Well, and I point to, you know, you brought brought up the, the case of you know, litigation. I look at the criminal side of it as well. You have the Mattioli case that is still pending. This is the Milwaukee officer years ago who there was a fight at his house and a person was killed. And family members of the person who was killed, the Acevedo family, has been demanding release of the video. We want to see the video. We want to see the video. We want to see the video. The public needs to see it. And exactly to that point, Mattioli was arrested. Mattioli was fired. Mattioli has been charged. Right. And and to let that criminal process play out, I, I would agree with you. You don't want that video out there. Absolutely in the not. Absolutely not. Because and not that we don't have a right to see it at some point. Well, but do you really have a right to see it? Sure, right. That is the people's material. No, I want somebody to explain to me what your right is to see video of an incident that had nothing to do with you, but the police were there. Well, anything, any of that is public record. Is it? Right. Sure. We say it. Any emails, any whatever, anything that that quasi-governmental agency has is is a public record. It's mine. It belongs to me. No, it doesn't. (laughs) Because now it's evidence, right? Okay, I got you. It's always evidence. Until it's not, then it gets released. Citations aren't released until what? After the court case. You don't release a citation to the public beforehand. Nobody's testified. It hasn't gone through the prosecutor. hasn't gone to the judge. Did you need a ju- All those processes that are my rights as a victim, you're saying, not you per se, but oh, yeah, yeah. they're saying that that's not important. For those, it's more important for the public. For those asking, why, why can... 
Why cannot portions of that body cam video be released before any potential trial? Or if there wasn't even a potential trial, what if that body cam was actually going to provide evidence, quote-unquote, for the public to see that Mm -hmm. something did or did not happen? Because I heard somebody say on the radio yesterday something very simple. The guy in Missouri who shot the old, the 85-year-old black white guy who shot the black kid said he came to the door. He went and got his gun and shot him. And I said, time out. We don't know he went to get his gun. Did he carry the gun to the door with him? Did he pick it up by the door? Did he go get it and come back? Those those are the difference between intent and fear. We don't know that. And so you can't take a piece of a video and say, see, look. Because you can take a piece of it. Who was it? Um, the senator from uh, Minnesota. Klobuchar? Who, 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 got, who got blown out because uh, the, the former comedian. Oh, oh you're yeah, talking Saturday about, Night Live guy who got who got blown out because Franken. a woman was asleep and he was acting like he was going to touch her, but he didn't because somebody took a snapshot that didn't show the actual context. It looked like he was touching her breast, and he got it. It and he got canceled. So we can't release portions of video because then you're you're going to taint jury pools and all all sorts of things. Fire and Police Commission is going to review that policy. The vote is set for tomorrow in Milwaukee. Dr. Ken Harris, our teammate at 1017 The Truth. You can listen to him on the afternoon show. Thank you, sir. Thank you.